Welcome back to AQ's Blog and Grill, where we dish up fast food for thought on branding and entrepreneurship. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening. And after the show, leave us a comment with your thoughts on today's episode. Now here's your host, Alan Corey. Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome to AQ's Blog and Grill. Today, we're excited to have uh, David Carter with us. Now, David is the executive director of the Innovation Factory. Now, the Innovation Factory is a Hamilton-based regional innovation center, or what they like to call a RIC, that provides startup resources, programming, and mentorship to early-stage companies. Now, since 2011, so this, they're in their ninth year, uh, the Innovation Factory has helped innovators commercialize their ideas and reach the next level of success while also supporting a more collaborative business community. David, how are you today? Good, thanks. <laughs> Good, and welcome to our... I'm uh, impressive when you said it like that. Doesn't it? Are you sure you didn't write this yourself? Because yeah. that's, that's really good stuff. <laughs> so, David, um, you've been with the... Um, Innovation Factory for just up coming up to seven years. Yeah. And, and what were you doing before that? Uh, so before I did this, I actually had a startup of my own, and I'd been doing that for about 12 years, uh, right after leaving Microsoft, end of 2000. Wow. Terrific. So tell us a little bit about the Innovation Factory. What is it that you guys are up to? Where are you? And what kind of people are the clients of the Innovation Factory? Sure. So we're, like as you said, Regional Innovation Center. There's 17 of us around the province. Uh, our goal is to, is to work in this region, which is Hamilton area. Um, so if you are a startup, um, a scale up in the Hamilton area and you need some support, then uh, we hope you'll come to our center and we can help you out. If you're early stage, that might mean you know inviting you to one to many events. If you're later stage, it might be connecting with an executive in residence. Super. And what kind of what kind of client base do you have? I know Hamilton um, is known uh, for the most part as the steel town and a manufacturing center. Uh, now you've got you're in the you're in the innovation park, the McMaster University Innovation uh, Park. So what time of what type of clientele do you have? Are they in healthcare? Are they in fintech? Uh, clean tech? What what's up? We have a lot of everything. Hamilton really is a life sciences town. If you look at the largest uh, employer of, of people in Hamilton is the life sciences industry being the hospital, the universities, in fact, the hospitals, because there's a number of hospitals, the university, even the, co the, the college, Mohawk College, has a pretty advanced digital health uh, area. So um, it's something that people don't see when they go over the, uh, the you know QE bridge. Uh, you mm -hmm. just see the steel town side of it. Um, as an innovation center, uh, we see everything. You know, uh, first of all, we all get everything digital because a lot of entrepreneurship comes through from the digital space. We see a lot of advanced manufacturing, and there's actually a whole advanced manufacturing supercluster that's been born in Ontario that we're part of. And, and then, of course, life sciences and, and digital health. Great. So, with Hamilton being um, kind of in a in a triangular. Uh, formation with uh, Toronto, uh, then you've got Hamilton over to the uh, to the west, and then uh, Kitchener-Waterloo, Waterloo region, if you will, being uh, a little bit north and in the middle. Um, how does that work? Is is this going to be uh, uh, an innovation cluster in the very near future? I know we talk about it a lot, but is it actually coming true? 
Yeah, it really is already. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to a number of people that, that highlight the different incubators and accelerators and almost as if we're a competitor. Really, really our job is to, is to collect the region together and make sure that our startups and our scale-ups show well on an international space. Uh, you know, we get a little bit territorial and obviously want to sort of play on that hometown pride. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if any of our customers are, are a home run in Hamilton, that's not a big market. They need to be a home run in North America, Europe, Asia. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so I, think, I think we do a pretty good job of working together. And if there's programs we don't have locally, we're more than happy to send them to Toronto for some programs or to Waterloo for some programs. And we collaborate with them all the time. Yeah, good show. So what is your connection with, Ma, uh, with McMaster, the university there? So McMaster is one of our partners, and our partners include, you know, a lot of people in the business community and Mohawk College. Um, a lot of innovation comes out of the university, especially on the life science side. That's not right. like, the, you know, basement uh, entrepreneurship. We can do it digital. Uh, right. We don't want people developing their molecules in the basement. Um, so certainly a lot of life science um, innovation comes out of the university. Uh, you know, our job is to take that uh, innovation, uh, which is probably very academically focused, and help them fill in the other pieces because you know uh, academics are like other inventors where they think once the invention is done uh magically people will just you know congregate around and ask to buy my product right uh, it's take marketing it's going to take sales it's going to take um you know all kinds of other things in your business plan probably capital yes. uh, and that's where we like to fill in the gaps good so tell me a little bit about or tell our tell our listeners a little bit about um the capital market in um southern ontario um, is there a good opportunity to uh, get funding from uh, venture capitalists, angel investors, institutional or government? What's going on? Yeah, there are. Um, I mean, it really comes down to if your company's in the right place. Uh, you know, we see a lot of early stage entrepreneurs that will tell us, oh, there's no money here in Canada. I need to go to the U.S. And you sort of say, well, your company's not ready to raise capital. That's right. the problem. There's a, there's a pretty active and willing group of angel investors um, and they're all pretty well connected. So if you look at almost all the angel investment communities in Ontario, there's a ton of overlap amongst them. Yes. On their own. So, you know, yeah. I would never want to define the capital market as being the Southern Ontario capital market. It's really, mm -hmm. there's capital. And if you're in a certain space, your capital might come from someplace different. So in the life sciences space, you might get investment from a Boston based VC. Right. Uh, digital, there's certainly a lot. Government is a little different. So, you know, the government does have different pockets of money based on whether you're in Southern Ontario outside of the Toronto district, based on what industry you're on, based on your ability to, you know, to meet certain objectives for them, whether that's job creation or retaining IP, all, all kinds of things. Right. So there's been a, a little bit of a knock against um, the Canadian entrepreneurial ecosystem in that we're not producing enough um, mythical-based unicorns. And how does that affect you as, as running a, uh, an incubation uh, center? Um, well, it makes me want to try harder. <laughs> I, think, um, I think that view of entrepreneurship tends to be looking back, right? Let's mm -hmm. look at all the companies that have hit home runs that are you know, listed in Crunchbase or whatever your favorite, you know, TechCrunch, whatever you're watching. And then let's compare ourselves to that. And and I will tell you, there's no reporting on the failures. No one no one reports on the company that raised 10 million with a VC and flamed out the first year, um, unless it's WeWork, in which case we're all over it. In the class. Um, <laughs> yes. So I, I see a lot of comparisons between the U.S. and Canada. And again, it just feels so regional. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I understand why the government would focus on that, but you know, my past company, we raised our venture capital with a, a Silicon Valley based firm and a Boston based firm. And they're pretty mm -hmm. notable VCs. The thing I think we did wrong was we went to them too soon. So those mm. American VCs had all the power and essentially had the entire company. Right. So if we'd done our job right as, as a province, we probably would have helped me as an entrepreneur get a little bit stronger so that when we did get that money, a large amount of it stayed in Canada and built jobs right. in Canada. Right. Right. Yeah. And I guess that is part of that story is that we're seeing the series A, B and C uh, start to gobble up the ownerships um, and therefore uh, they can move that organization if it's worth it. They can move it wherever they want uh, in order to make it succeed on a more sustainable basis. And there goes our innovation. And sometimes that works to our advantage. So again, mm -hmm. using my past company as an example. Um, so we immediately became a Delaware corporation. Our Canadian office was disproportionately large for an American corporation because we had our roots in Canada. So in that way, Canada kind of won. Um, and and we, we created new jobs in the US. We didn't you know, drain the brain of, of Canada sort of thing. So that was kind of a win. But you know, I look at uh, one of our local wins here in Hamilton is uh, Fusion Pharmaceutical, which is uh, Dr. John Valiant. I wish I could take any credit for its success. I really can't because uh, you know, the man's brilliant. But he raised $145 million in Silicon Valley and the company is staying across the street. To me, that's a bigger win than him raising $200 million and everybody uprooting and going to Silicon Valley. Right. Because what, what his investors have acknowledged is that he can meet the demand of the staff he's gonna to need to come up with and he can grow the company in this environment. That's the testimony that I think the province and the government should be looking for. Right, totally agree with that. Um, David, let's talk about our incubation system, our accelerator uh, ecosystem. What, what is the difference? Many, many people don't know this between an accelerator and an incubator. What uh, they sound alike. Yeah, I'm sure someone's going to debate me on this. To me, I've always said an incubator, you give them space like eggs. You're incubating the eggs and you, you hatch them and you grow them. And it's probably earlier stage. Mm -hmm. An accelerator, uh, which I would classify us as an accelerator mostly, okay. um, is really about accelerating the businesses at different stages. And so I've got clients that I've been working with my entire time here. So, you know, seven years and sometimes they disappear for a year because they've got their head down selling. Then they come back and say, we've got this new problem. Um, I, I consider that more of a lifetime value proposition, but people will debate the term, you know, forever because academics yeah. love that. Because we can. Because we can. Um, <laughs> so the, the acceleration, and you mentioned the magic word there a moment ago, and that was selling um, and sales. Uh, are there very many startups that become uh, stay-ups or scale-ups uh, that don't have sales? Very few. I mean, the only ones that I could see that scale up are ones that have some really unique IP. Mm -hmm. um, so our friends at North um, uh, in, in Waterloo yep. raised a lot of money. I would say they're definitely scale-ups. And they didn't have sales when they started out, but they had some pretty unique IP. Mm -hmm. um, they had pretty good staff of, of the right smart people working on that. Yeah. That doesn't work for every product. So I, I think that's a good example of one, but th those are few and far between. Right. And, investors and so, want sales, right? That's the first thing they see. <laughs> or predictability really is what investors want. Well, there you go. 
Yeah. Now we're referring to North, uh, which started off as uh, Thalmec Labs, yeah. and uh, Stephen Lake and uh, a couple of buddies from the uh, Mech Engineering Program at uh, U of W set it up first of all with a motion um, wearable. Yeah, the whole uh, armband. Yeah, the Mayo, and uh, now the North company, uh, the North organization, is around the uh, eyeglasses mm-hmm. and being able to. Um, see some things in your eyeglass lens and yeah they they've done an amazing job at raising funds in order to take that intellectual property into a product and um, I guess right now they're just waiting for that product to be accepted in the marketplace uh, and have people demand it or want it Uh, so there that's where the sales will have to come to make them a success I think he's he's also been a, a great entrepreneur in the ecosystem. I know a bunch of startups that I work with that are in uh, the device space, mm-hmm. and I know he's a very accessible person, and he puts in a lot of community time, which as someone that's trying to build a community, you really appreciate that. Yep. Um, but it, as a company, it was interesting because um, uh, with the armband, uh, I, what was it called? I forget. But uh, Mario. Um, they were kind of in my in my Deadpool for a while. It's like, well, mm-hmm. this was I see it at hackathons. I don't see it anywhere else. And then out of the blue, um, I guess they revealed to their board that they had this interesting IP they had worked on that was locked in. And um, and then I think that that's when they raised like a hundred million or right. something like that. So yeah. that's that's the anomaly more than the norm. Exactly. Um, with life sciences being uh, a strong component in your in your client base. Um, is Canada going to get? Are we going to get our hands around uh, becoming innovators in life science? Are we going to be a uh, a node of um, excitement? Uh, because I know, as you and I both know, Canada right now we sell lumber, we sell minerals, we yeah. <laughs> sell fish. Uh, so when are we going to start seeing this um, sort of dream the government has of us being the an innovation center as a country? Well, I, I think we're starting to see it. So that company I mentioned before, uh, Fusion Pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. uh, so that's one of the larger raises it raises in Canada. I think it's at about 145 million now. Huh. That's That to me is a great indicator. Um, we have an, a, something we run here in Hamilton is the Synapse Life Science Consortium, which, which mm-hmm. is really getting all those big institutions together to make it easy for our startups to be born here, to find their first market here in Canada and understand how difficult it will be because you're selling to institutions in a lot of cases. Right. Um, so I feel like we've really set the groundwork. You know, the, the thing that blew me away when I came to um, Innovation Factory, and it really had no connection to any of the academia here, was how pragmatic some of the things they were doing at McMaster University was. Um, there's a biomechanical, I think it's a biomechanical degree. Um, Mohawk with its digital health degree. These are all really pragmatic things. It's not just people working on the next molecule. And so, you know, we see all kinds of technology out there for testing things. We see all kinds of technology for um, diagnosing things. Now, when you see things like the the coronavirus or or COVID-19, you realize how urgent we need fast testing things. We can't, you know, can't do an eight day culture uh, at the airport. (laughs) No, I I think we're, I think we're starting to see signs of it now. Okay. Excellent. And, um, I, I see that you're having an event coming up. Is it in uh, March for the uh, Synapse Life Science? Uh, mm-hmm. 
get together. So that white vibes competition. Uh, it's great because we have a we have a, you know a, a pitch kind of event, business plan event called Lions Lair that we do, which is big. But the Synapse Life Science Competition uh, has been a whole different thing because what we do is we take a scientist or someone in the research side with an idea and we pair them with some on the business side. Mm. And, you know, one of our biggest successes was a surgeon from London that had some ideas about how laparoscopic surgery could be better. He's not a, a mechanical engineer by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, we connected him with um, uh, an MBA, uh, MBA graduate from DeGruy School of um, Business at McMaster. Mm-hmm. And that became a real company. That's a company called Mariner um, Endosurgery today. And it's, it's um, uh, augmented reality for surgery to make surgery safer. Wow. That went from idea to company and it's it's through FDA approval. And that's all happened, you know, while I've been in innovation factory. So and wow. literally I think in the last five years. That's a good show. Really yeah. fast. Yeah. Good show. So um how do people get uh, more information on the um Synapse Life Science competition? Sure. If they go to um our, our website innovationfactory.ca and there's some connections on the life sciences side that will take you there or um SynapseLifeSciences.com. Well, okay. um, SynapseLifeSciences.ca. Try those variations; you'll get there. We'll follow right. up. Um, yeah. So we've just now taken in the uh, the fifteen finalists. We've paired them up with um, uh, their partners uh, in the, on the business side. They're writing their commercialization plans. Uh, I'm actually doing one of the training um, this week on on marketing and, and presenting. Again, we're talking to a lot of academics, so right. presenting outside of academia to a Humans, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can scrub that in the post-production. Yeah. No, no, um, I won't. No, because I, yeah. <laughs> I, I taught at a university for, for 27 years. I, it's yeah. a challenge. That, it, uh, it is. And, yeah. and, so, uh, and then uh, later in the month, I believe it is, we have the, we'll feature uh, three on stage, pick a winner. But really, everybody's there with their posters on what their, um, what their win is. In fact, this company, Mariner, that I mentioned, they didn't win uh, the first time they entered the competition. So... Uh, it's it's a tough field, but uh, there's a lot of investors walking around. There's a lot of people that could be first customers walking around. Right. You know, you hate to say it when someone's trying to win a competition, but that's a side effect. If you're at the event and you make a connection with a with an investor, exactly. the prize money is going to be a lot better than our you know our oh, yeah. underground kind of thing. Yeah, Hamilton's a pretty early stage entrepreneur region, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have a blackberry exiting employees or or any large software companies that were here I mean, we were a manufacturing town so right. from our perspective we've really got to beat on the doors and pull people out and find our entrepreneurs yeah and and that's a lot of i mean same with the, the synapse life science consortium it's like let's dig into the labs at the hospitals and universities and and literally pull some of this entrepreneurship out kicking and screaming mm-hmm. yeah well it's it's uh, it's a great city I, my parents were born in hamilton uh and uh Having that connection with McMaster is uh, is going to be great um, for everyone in that town, but for the Innovation Factory in particular. Now, is tell us yeah. a little bit about this innovation park that uh, McMaster's got going. Yeah, so we've got some confusing branding at times. We've got um, McMaster Innovation Park, which is the building I'm in, mm-hmm. and Innovation Factory. So we get all kinds of hybrids, McMaster Innovation Factory Park University. Uh, so we're a tenant within the park. But what a great environment to be in because now we're in a building um, that has a great mix of academic and entrepreneurial um, with, with a nice big open space. And it literally used to be a Westinghouse factory. So it mm-hmm. sort of goes off a bit of the roots. Right. So while, you know, our region is bigger than just this building, 
it's nice to have a lot of contained uh, clients in the space. And you see the other successful incubators and accelerators generally have a space associated with them. So, you know, I, I would kind of say McMaster Innovation Park plus Innovation Factory is more akin to a smaller version of Mars, which has a real estate component and uh, right. uh, an accelerator component to it. Yeah, down in Toronto. So you have some sort of connection, but I, I understand you're not connected uh, with the Forge. How does that work where you've got the Innovation Factory and then you've got the Forge and you're both in proximity to each other, are you not? Yeah, we're sharing a big office space. Um, we, sometimes we fight to, to remind people we're not connected because they, they blur us together. And other times we remind them that we are connected. So think of the Forge as early stage incubation. So you get desk space. A lot of times it's right out of university. So you have a scientist who's got an idea that needs to figure out if this is even a viable company. Right. Um, a lot of those guys will go through the Forge program, a lot of Entrepreneurship 101, uh, over a period of time. And at the end of three months, they make a decision on whether or not they go forward. Some of these companies won't even be incorporated. If they are an incorporated company, chances are they're a client of Innovation Factory too. Right. So that's where we overlap. Um, okay. But we were, we're big supporters of this. I mean, I was involved in the original proposal to the province um, for the Forge with, with McMaster University. So we think it's a it's a valuable part of the ecosystem. Uh-huh. It's just people don't understand the different stages. And, and you get that a lot with all the incubator accelerators. People, you know, compare us to each other. Who's more successful? Who's not more successful? Um, and you need to think of it as a, as a community event, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm 100% in agreement with you there. Um, now, David, there's been some controversy over the last five years or so that, okay, the accelerator centers are great. The incubation uh, centers are great. We're not really sure that they're living up to their promises or their potential. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, I think a big piece of it is um, people are, A, confused how much money is going into some of these places. So mm-hmm. you look at you know um, some of the drama around Mars and the money that's gone into Mars as a big real estate play. So you know then the, the uh, view of the prov- of people in the province, citizens, is that you know millions and millions of dollars is being sunk into this. Uh, certainly in our case, uh, that's not the case. Uh, it's a pretty small amounts of money. Um, uh, certainly less than some companies are getting for seed capital for one company. Um, I also think they tend to pit us against each other instead of thinking of us like an ecosystem. Uh, I know some of my clients have gone down to the DMZ in Toronto because that was the right place for them to be. It's great for me to hold them up as a local hero, but the first big market is Toronto. Go live at the DMZ. Um, and, and certainly some of these uh, accelerators are our later stage. So we may actually send some of our customers there just because there's different programming. And as a smaller uh-huh. regional innovation center, why duplicate the wheel? That's not a good, that's not a good use of, of government funds. I, I think it is living up to it. I think everybody's trying to retroactively as we fight for funding, lay a little more attribution. So, you know, can I lay claim on a company that I, I met first, but now they're at one eleven in, uh, in Toronto. <laughs> I shouldn't care, right? Right. And if, in fact, if you ask that entrepreneurship, if you said, what percentage of attribution would you give Innovation Factory in your success? It's an absurd number for them to pull out of their head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you need to do is look at how many jobs are represented by these companies. Did right. we create them or do we just simply keep them healthy? Um, you know, I, I use my own company, my, my last company. Like I said, we raised $20 million. That $20 million would certainly have paid for Innovation Factory to run for 20 years because we get less than 800,000 from the province. Um, but that having come and gone and being burned through and ended up being a Delaware corporation, 
just one save on that would fund some of these smaller regional innovation centers. So mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty good, you know, it's almost like when you don't build hospitals, but you build these health clinics all over the place. Let's just keep the province healthy right. first uh, locally. And then when the big problems happen, we'll, you know, we'll have more regional hospitals. Think of us in some cases as being that small health clinic for, okay. for startups. Great. So you're right. This, it's always an arbitrary figure when a um, an incubator, whether it's Communitech or Accelerator Center or um, Innovation Factory, uh, gives a number when, when people like me ask, well, what economic impact have you had in the, um, the Hamilton-Wentworth uh, area, in that catchment? Is there any way to track that? The, the things we do track, we track um, number of funds, uh, dollars in funds being raised in our ecosystem over time. And, and anytime a client will let us know about them giving everything from government funding to VC funding, we're tracking that. I think we're tracking at about $380 million in, in funds going to these companies. Again, wow. compared to how much is coming to us, that's a pretty gigantic number. Um, we try to track jobs. Um, mm-hmm. We get some jobs. I haven't got the jobs number in front of me. And that's an important metric. Sure. But uh, now we're talking to the province. Let's track patents. Um, let's track a little more of the minutia. So uh, how many people are we training? Mm-hmm. So if we at least all agree that we need more training, whether that's AI or marketing or whatever, let's agree that we're going to have a whole bunch of people come through our program. Whether they're successful or not, that's a whole second thing. Um, so let's track some of those numbers. We even started tracking introductions because what would happen, uh, Alan, is – I would say, oh, uh, you know, you should you should meet this guy, Alan. They're a great marketing company, and they can help you with your messaging and stuff like that. And think nothing of it, make an email introduction. And then, you know, a year later, I'd find out that they became the agency of record and mm-hmm. uh, and, and drove them to this great, you know, being in this great report. Uh, it, but we, we wouldn't track that. You know, of course, we make introductions all the time. We literally started tracking that because we would look back on a client and find out that we'd made 30, 35 introductions to VCs, to business partners, to, you know, for hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you measure that? Is that like one-tenth of 1% towards a job? It's tough. I just need to sort of show you bang for your buck. For, you know, for this many dollars, you got this many candies. Gee, it's a lot of candy. I don't know if I showed you up. <laughs> yes, metaphor. Right. We're not going to use that one again. But you know, so. <laughs> Nice try, though. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's some, um, there's some on- entrepreneurial centers that are gaining some uh, – some real stature. Do you use anybody as kind of a, a, a model or an aspiration? This is where I think we can take the um, innovation factory. Is there, is there a golden um, sort of place that you aim for? Yeah, I would like to. I, I would like us to do more of what Communitech has done. I feel like Communitech is very grassroots. Uh, certainly, they have a lot of government funding, but uh-huh. it's very grassroots. Not without controversy. I know there's infighting with other, you know accelerator in the region but that, just, that just comes with the problem with the, you know the, the politics of it but right. um i see a great community i see a great space i see a lot of businesses helping each other that was boosted by the blackberries and other companies that that existed before i think yep. we need to go through a generation of that first because we just didn't have those mm-hmm. but i really like the grassroots feel of uh, of waterloo okay uh, toronto's a harder beast to manage because toronto's got this gigantic city around it and mm-hmm. you know mars is, a, is a, so many things uh we like their life science model so we we certainly mirrored our life science model after that Excellent. yeah and then if you even look at, at um uh, ottawa they've really taken the foreign direct investment kind of uh, approach 
And they're really spending a lot of time almost as Ottawa's economic development department right. trying to get companies selling abroad. And they have a lot of admiration for pushing our companies to sell abroad. I think right. that's the biggest thing that will make them successful. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's when you're into a scale up is when you're thinking beyond uh, border and into you know, geography, uh, whether that be, uh, you know, hemisphere or whether that be what they like to call global, which usually isn't global, but has a global aspect. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's a Saturday morning and, and David Carter is at home and, uh, he's thinking about the week that he just experienced down at the uh, innovation factory. What is it that makes it a, a good week, uh, for you to kind of celebrate it's the success of one of our customers. So usually we hear of a customer closing a big deal with a big company or opening some positions up or launching a product. Um, again, we're not trying to attribute that success just being directly a result of ours, but it does kind of feel like family. We've done a pretty good job of, you know, of keeping the, the Hamilton rah-rah community aspect of it. So when we hear one of our clients winning or getting some good PR, it, it, it feels good. And that good. feels like, you know, we're part of the right team. Yeah. Have you, I mean, it's been, it's been a position in the past. I don't think it really exists that much anymore, but um, incubators or accelerators used to uh, try to Velcro or grab a little bit of equity uh, or property uh, from its clients or its inmates. Uh, that isn't the case at uh, Innovation Factory, is it? No, and I think, um, A, we're very early stage. So we've been managing a lot of paperwork on things that might not pan out. Mm -hmm. um, even if you look at what um, University of Waterloo does with um, Velocity, yes. it's more of a pledge than, than a signed thing. And if you're going to be successful, you're going to give back to the community. I like right. that approach a lot. Yep. Um, so we, we, we remind people we help to be successful and hopefully, you know, we'll get one that will come back and, and support us. And we, we kind of had that with some businesses and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, maybe if we had a, a more pure incubator where we were giving someone an office for six months and there was a very specific tangible value, I would do that. Mm -hmm. But it, it gets complicated too because a bunch of our companies will go on to, you know, 500 startups or tech stars or some of the other incubators that are associated with investment. So let's keep mm -hmm. their cap table simple for now. Yeah. Um, also, the one, some of the ones coming out of the university in the life sciences space may have shared IP with the university, which is, mm -hmm. you know, we're used to, IP being the inventor, it's different when it's in the life sciences space and you use, say, a nuclear generator and McMaster as one of your sure. assets. I have to yeah. pay back a little bit on that. Yeah, exactly. So um, where is uh, Canada going to go uh, in terms of um, innovation uh, and invention? I think there's a difference, frankly, between invention mm -hmm. and innovation. But where are we going to go as a, a country? What do we have to look forward to in the next 10 years, 20 years? Well, we can't kid ourselves. Every single, every single place on the planet is trying to figure out how they fit in that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, it's easy to pat ourselves on the back. I think it's what do we want the country to be made up of? And I want the country to be made up of knowledge workers that are high paid knowledge workers. Mm -hmm. We've seen how quickly factory jobs can disappear because of a stock price changing. I think if your country is made up of some of the smartest people, whether they're the entrepreneurs or working for the entrepreneurs, uh, we're safe. We have a quality of life that we want. Um, again, if we keep our entrepreneurs strong, there's even more safety in that because those, those jobs are, are founded here. Uh -huh. um, I, I think if we get to that point, that's that's what we want to be. I mean, it, it, our geographic dispersity disappears 
if if we're fundamentally knowledge workers. Yeah, yeah, because in some ways, um, we, you and I, and and the people that we know and see from day to day, have won the geographical lottery. Um, we were so lucky to be born here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's that comes with a responsibility, actually, uh, as our legacy, uh, to make sure that this area stays. Uh, desirable and stays ahead of where it might be if we get lazy. Absolutely. And you look at the problems that they're having in the valley now where you have the housing prices going crazy because mm -hmm. densification works when you're trying to plan out a municipality. I don't know that it necessarily works when you're trying to figure out, you know, quality <laughs> of life for everybody. Yeah. I have a client who's got a SaaS-based business selling mostly to the U.S. and they're based in Simcoe, Ontario. Yes. And, um, he got a lot of pressure about why he wasn't, you know, down at Mars. And he said, because I have a great quality of life here. My Bingo. office is inexpensive. My staff can work from home. And I'm servicing the U.S. anyway, so it really doesn't matter as long as I'm online and, you know, cloud-based. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that actually, as Canadians, we have an advantage uh, in uh, looking at these uh, like the gig economy and and the remote uh, knowledge nodes because that's our country. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we're it already kind of helping, it yeah. helps a lot. Yeah, exactly. Well, David, it's been wonderful talking to you, and I I, I want to come down and visit uh, the Innovation Factory. Anytime. Uh, having worked at Communitech and the Accelerator Center, I you know I, I always enjoy the energy and the excitement that just seems to you know. It's like oxygen uh, yeah, really within is. these things. Yeah, good. Well, again, thank you very much. And if people want to know more, and I know they will about the uh, Innovation Factory, it's very easy to find. It's the innovationfactory.ca. Mm -hmm. uh, and look these guys up and either get involved uh, or invest in one of their companies or go see David. He seems like a real nice fellow. He's a decent guy. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much for your time. Okay. Thanks, David. Thanks for joining us this week on AQ's Blog and Grill. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, let us know what you think of the show and who you'd love us to grill next. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode of AQ's Blog and Grill. AQ's Blog and Grill.